Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. Well, it's still that illustrious Women's History Month. And I personally am just on an all-time garden high. There are so many voices of women in horticulture that we just need to know about, that we need to share. Even the young ones. I was impressed when I ran across a Instagram post from Osh, the science kid. And uh, I just knew I had to speak with her about her journey because she is definitely putting her best foot forward. And I'm delighted to say that she wanted to speak with me too. So I'd like to introduce you to Osh, the science kid, and please follow her on Instagram. I see this little seed growing into a full-fledged plant of note, so to speak. She is on a mission, and I'm happy to be a part of the escorting team as she begins and continues her journey. Osh. Hi, Asha. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Absolutely wonderful. Asha, tell my listeners who you are and briefly tell me about your gardening journey. Yes, so my name is Asha McElroy and I am from Detroit, Michigan. I recently graduated from the illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University and I earned my Bachelor of Science in Food and Nutritional Sciences with a concentration in Human Nutrition. So what I want to ultimately do is become a registered dietitian nutritionist and help other people use food for health through gardening, through healthy eating and engaging in physical activity by designing various programs to help other populations improve their health behaviors. And, you know, I mentioned gardening and I started my gardening journey really by gardening with my dad every single summer and being out in the backyard and, you know, starting the gardening process from start to finish, from weeding, from tilling the soil, from planting the flowers, from watering, from weeding again, and then, you know, um, taking care of the flowers as the season went on. And um, that's what really sparked my interest in gardening and, you know, sparked my interest in growing my own food as well. Mm -hmm. And was it an aha moment or was it like right after graduation, you just decided, you know, this is pretty cool. When did that hit? Yeah, um, it was somewhat of an aha moment during quarantine. You know, we were all in the house and I wanted to do something to embrace the warm weather that, you know, Michigan was coming upon. Spring was happening and I wanted to you know, lighten the burden of my family having to go to the grocery store, you know, every two weeks, decrease the grocery bill. And I had a conversation with my parents simply about growing our own food. Um, you know, I learned about how food affects the body at my um, illustrious institution, but I didn't learn necessarily about how, you know, I'm able to grow my own food. So I kind of took it as a science experiment again and, you know, took on this journey of, you know, starting, you know, to grow my own food and, and gardening in my own backyard. And, um, you know, that's how it kind of began. It was definitely more of an aha moment. Mm -hmm. And I guess in the midst of this pandemic and your major, how do you 
see how what we're eating really directly affects our health and well-being. Yeah, um, I would say what you're eating is a large, a significantly large part of your overall health. Um, I learned a statistic while I was in school, you know, a healthy lifestyle is 80% what you eat, what you put into your body and 20% physical activity and exercise. So, you know, for those of you that are, you know, looking to lose weight or to maintain or to even gain weight, it's really, you know, going to come down to what you're fueling your body with. Is it plant-based? Is it protein-based? You know, is it meat-based? What does that look like? And, you know, one thing that I noticed just personally um, as a recent grad and young professional um, going throughout the workday and getting to that like two or three o'clock um, time window and, you know, feeling kind of sluggish and, you know, you don't want to fall asleep during the workday, of course, but you want to, you know, eat something at lunch that, you know, fuels you for the rest of the day. So, you know, having high fiber meals and high protein meals, um, plant-based protein, of course, um, that's something I'm definitely like learning to integrate and, you know, definitely promoting to others because I feel great and, you know, I look great. My skin is, you know, coming together. So health and food, there is definitely a significant connection there. Mm. And, and what about flowers? How does, how does the visual really affect our mental state? Yeah, um, the visual flowers, I would say, you know, it can make you happy. It can, you know, produce dopamine in your brain, which is the happy hormone. Um, I would say flowers as well, you know, there are edible flowers out there. So using those edible flowers to integrate into healthy recipes is another way that, you know, that can impact your mental health. And, um, you know, simply seeing flowers and smelling flowers and, you know, just being in the space in a garden that can, you know, just boost your mood if you're having a bad day or, you know, you receive some bad news. So, you know, flowers and gardening is definitely a stress reliever and it can impact your mental health in a positive way. Mm-hmm. So I'm in love with your Instagram feed because you do focus on mind, body and history. How did you start really expressing the interest in the historical significance of African-American women and the Garden Club journey? Yes. So my Instagram, I forgot to mention it in the beginning, but my Instagram is at AshTheScienceKid on Instagram. And really the purpose of the brand is to, you know, help young people and help really anyone that you know, wants to start a garden, but doesn't know where to start. So that's where I came up with um, the idea. And when I came upon, you know, the history of Black women in gardening and garden clubs, I really had came across a YouTube video and I received the video from a listserv, um, just, you know, being a student at a and And it was, the YouTube video was hosted by the Cummer Museum. And Miss Opperly was speaking about these invincible garden ladies. And she was so captivating, like her presentation, her storytelling ability, you know, she really laid out the red carpet for these, you know, invincible garden ladies that didn't receive their flowers when they were alive and well, and, you know, giving garden tours and, you know, cultivating land. So I 
just wanted, you know, to be a vessel and to, you know, continue to tell the story of these women that, again, were erased from history and didn't receive their flowers. Um, so, you know, and it was Black History Month. So I was like, you know, this is like a two for one deal. I can, you know, tell the story and, you know, promote um, Miss Aubrey's work. She is awesome. Definitely would encourage everyone to check out her work at conquerthesoil.com. Yes, she is awesome. She she has shed light on an untold story yes. and you are advancing that cause. So from your research so far, who's your favorite? Ooh, my favorite, I would say is Mahalia Jackson. Um, just to know her as like the gospel singer that we, most of us know her as and to know that she had, you know, her own business and she, you know, offered you know, her services of singing at, you know, if you, if you purchase flowers from her, she was singing, you know, at a funeral. Um, so that was, you know, a, a multi-dimensional Black woman that, you know, we, we know one story, but Aubrey brought, you know, up another side of her and also brought out her entrepreneurship spirit as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess with what you're doing with that history, are you going to write a book? Are you going to continue sharing it? Because we really need to know. Yeah, I know that Abra is definitely plan on, planning on um, writing a book coming out next year. Mm -hmm. For me, I, I would be interested in maybe writing a children's book on, you know, how, you know, children can garden and then cook that food and help their families then continue to eat healthy and exercise as well. Um, so, you know, I'm so young, I'm, you know, bursting with ideas and, you know, was thinking about doing a podcast, but I really want to just focus on one thing right now. And that's my Instagram brand, brand at Asha Science Kid, and, you know, make that to be, you know, as big as it can. Um, and then, you know, build a website for that. And hopefully, you know, when my book does come out, it'll be on the website and I'll be able to distribute it. But yes, um, the sky's the limit for sure. I love it when you say when your book comes out, because yeah. that means you've got plans. Yes. That's awesome. That is awesome. Bring it into existence, definitely. Oh, yeah. So so what has, you know, you've you got the, the science thing going on. You're concerned about food. You're concerned about flowers for mental health. You're concerned about writing a book to encourage other young people to perhaps consider horticulture. So what inspired you to do this? Why? What is your why? Yeah, my why really is my environment that I grew up in. I grew up, you know, being nurtured by my parents. Um, I live, come from a two-parent household. So my parents really poured into me as it relates to education, as it relates to mental health and, you know, having a spiritual health and emotional health as well. Um, and you know, I, I know and I understand that knowledge is to be shared. It's not to be kept to myself, but, you know, I want to help others that didn't grow up with a two-parent household or have that same nurturing environment and just being able to, you know, use the space that they have to grow their own food and become more self-reliant and self-sustainable than to rely on the current food system um, that we have. So that's really where my drive came from of me, you know, coming from, um, you know, a loving family in an African-centered church and, you know, just growing up experiencing different traditions of, you know, 
my food and you know growing up and my dad was making me breakfast every morning <laughs> and not realizing you know and appreciating that you know he was waking up and taking time out to do that every day and you know everyone didn't get that growing up like that that wasn't normal and I didn't know that until you know I grew up a little bit and you know came into myself as well so mm. do are there a lot of children in your neighborhood there are a lot of, of younger children as well. So, you know, there's definitely an opening there to just, you know, invite them in my garden and, you know, here's what I do and here's what you can do because we all have space and we all have land. That's right. That's right. Are there a lot of community gardens in your neighborhood? I wouldn't say there are a lot. Um, I would say there are a lot of like home gardens. Um, mm -hmm. I know that, that the city of Southfield, which is where I live, they have like a senior garden and it's all on one lot and everyone has their own um, raised bed. And in the city of Detroit, I know there's a lot of work being done with community gardens as it relates to, um, you know, through different organizations called uh, Keep Growing Detroit, Oakland, Urban Avenue Farms, um, I'm missing some, but there's there's so much work being done in the city of Detroit around gardening, horticulture, education, sustainable agriculture, um, healthy eating, healthy cooking. So, you know, there's the work is being done, and um, it, it's just so many different avenues that you can get involved in. At least the city of Detroit, and I'm sure other communities as well. Mm -hmm. And do they really sow into the community, or are they, you know, kind of telling the community or are they embracing the community to come in and learn and be a part of it all? Yeah, um, I would say I can speak with um, Keep Growing Detroit. Um, I am a member of their program and they definitely have sown into um, you know, the city. They provide the city with resources as it relates to creating your own garden bed. So providing you with the wood and the nails. Um, they have soil and compost. Mm. Um, you know, sites that you can, you know, receive free compost and they have tool sheds around the city and they provide seeds and transplants every single spring and they provide fall crops. So they're not only providing resources, but then they have that educational component as well. So they have educational classes every single Saturday related to, you know, Black agrarian history, Detroit garden history, you know, planting your spring garden, tapping a maple tree. So they have a variety of different educational classes mm -hmm. that they're also providing in addition to the resources. So the membership's only $10. You can't go wrong, right? That's a steal. Wow, that is, I was gonna say, right. wait a minute. $10, <laughs> that's a lot for 10 bucks. Yes, yes. It is, it's a really, it's a valuable membership. Like I definitely see the value in um, being with Keep Growing Detroit. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have yeah. an idea of how many families they've helped? Ooh, um, I want to say it's over a thousand because they've been growing over the past few years. So wow. we're getting out. Uh, you can find out more information about Keep Growing Detroit on DetroitAgriculture.net. And how did you find out about them? Yeah, I found out about them by word of mouth, honestly. Um, I was at a COVID-19 um, testing event last year at my church fellowship chapel here in Detroit. And um, one of the volunteers there, her name was Dr. Carla Mitchell, and she's a neuropathic doctor. And she had told me, you know, I'm a member of Keep Growing Detroit. 
only paid ten dollars to you know receive seeds and transplants and all these other resources and you should become a member too and I looked into it found the website easy paid my money and I was a member like my my application got approved so um yeah by word of mouth and that's just you know further testament to you know continue to spread knowledge and to tell mm -hmm. others because you see how that benefited me I was able to start my own garden and you know, start my Instagram brand to help other young people. So, yeah. So what was the first thing that you planted? Great question. The first thing I planted was lettuce. I did romaine lettuce, red leaf lettuce, and green leaf lettuce. And that's, I did a little bit of research. Um, and when I, when I looked up the easiest things to grow, lettuce was like one of the first things I saw. So that's mm -hmm. why I went with lettuce. Yeah. And did you have a successful season? I did. My lettuce, um, it actually grew some flowers. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get the seeds from the flowers and save it for next year. So I was like, this is like full circle for me. Mm -hmm. My family absolutely loved the lettuce, like, because um, we eat, we eat a lot of salads. So. Mm -hmm. And what did your dad think about knowing that you were by his side the whole time you were growing up and then bam, here you are, you know, seizing the reins and running with it. Yes, he was definitely happy. He was ecstatic to just see like the vision that I had and, you know, with his help and my mom's help and their resources um, come to life really. Um, and, you know, being able to see the different um, crops that I planted go from seed to harvest was something that, you know, was definitely made all of us proud. And he, you know, when he would have people come over to the house in the backyard, socially distanced, of course, uh -huh. he would like tour my garden. And I'm like, it's, I mean, it's on your property, but you know, <laughs> I did most of the work. Yeah. So that was definitely like, you know, good to, you know, help him show that off and show, you know, it's possible to grow your own food, even in Michigan. Mm -hmm. Are you uh, experimenting with recipes? Yes, um, I am experimenting with, you know, different produce I was growing from my garden. Uh, last year, I made like salsa out of the cherry tomatoes and uh, beef steak tomatoes I was growing. We did lots of different salads from, you know, the different lettuce varieties I was growing. One other thing that we used a lot of was um, the herbs. So you know, I just made a post today on my um, brand page at Asha Science Kid about infused water. And, you know, my mom, she loves mint, it just gives it a fresh taste. So mm. to grab some mint and put it in her water, it was so more, much more convenient than going to the grocery store and trying to find, you know, mint that looks good and it's not mm. wilting. Yeah. So it's definitely hard in Michigan and I'm sure in other states to find mint and, you know, experimenting from your garden through, you know, different cooking recipes and, you know, just experimenting with different produce. That's definitely something um, that you can enjoy, you know, if you live by yourself or with your family as well. Mm -hmm. Another good thing is you also know what's, what it was grown in, how much fertilizer, what kind of fertilizer yes. is used on it. Yes. So tell me about the sweet potato recipe that yes. you tried. Yes, I just had it tonight. Um, I highly recommend trying this stuffed sweet potato recipe. Really, you you bake or you roast a sweet potato. And, you know, as a topping, instead of adding the butter and the brown sugar, all the good things that we love, um, adding instead, you could add corn, black beans, bell peppers, um, season it up really well with, you know, taco seasoning, cumin, onion powder, a little salt and pepper to taste. 
and you know you mix it all together if you have some fresh guacamole or store-bought you could put it on top as like your sour cream and it's so good it's so flavorful the sweet potato doesn't need anything else no sour cream no cheese i'm telling you just try mm. it without it and it's very filling you know it's high fiber high protein and you know you're you can get a variety of different colors on your plate that way also yeah so you had no meat as a side just the sweet potato Right. So I had the sweet potato and I um, shaved some zucchini really thin and mm -hmm. I cut up some yellow bell peppers, red onion, seasoned it with salt and pepper, uh, lemon pepper, and um, like roasted that for maybe like five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then I had some cauliflower rice with that. So mm. that was it. It was that good. sounds delicious. Yes. For the young people that are out there trying to figure out, do I want a garden? Do I want to garden in the ground? Do I want to garden in a pot? What words do you, of advice do you have for them? Oh, great question. I, I would say go with the resources that you have. Go with where your heart, you know, is taking you. If you really want to try in-ground gardening, go for it. Take up, you know, two, three inches of grass and, um, you know, break up your soil some and, you know, plant that first seed and, see what happens. Definitely take notes. Um, that's one thing I didn't do. I didn't always mark like when I first planted my transplant or my seed. So I didn't know how many days it took, you know, um, until I could harvest it. But I would say, um, you know, container gardening is another great way you can, you know, move your, um, your crop around. You know, if you have it in a space that's getting less than six hours of sunlight, and then you can move it, you know, to another space in your house or in your backyard. Um, that's a convenient way, especially for beginner gardeners as well. So those are my words of wisdom, you know, some yeah. things I did and some things I didn't do. Yeah. Will you do anything differently this year? This year? Yes, um, definitely plan more. Um, I'm writing down, you know, the seeds I currently have, where I want to place them, do I want them to be in my raised beds or in ground or in my shady area? Um, also, you know, taking notes on, I, I went outside to check on my plants every single day. So, you know, taking notes and seeing what's changed. Does anything have any, um, you know, different appearance, appearances? Um, Another thing I would do is seed more seed saving. You can always, you know, seed save, seed save, excuse me, year round. So mm -hmm. doing that um, more this year so I can have more for next year, definitely. Mm -hmm. Have you gotten into winter sowing yet? Not as much as I should have, no. Um, yeah, not as much as I should have. Winter sowing is fun um, in a milk jug. Okay. Yeah, you can, you can start some seeds in a milk jug over the winter so that you have almost a season ahead. Right. And it's really, it's the coolest thing, but you're just getting started. So I'm sure you're going to find out more about this and one up everyone's game on <laughs> winter sewing and everything else. So I want to say thank you for uh, a couple of things. One, for sharing your voice in an intelligent and uh, respectful manner about the importance of what we're putting into our bodies, what difference it makes in our health. Number two, I wanna thank you for helping sound the alarm 
of African-American women and our gardening journey. It is so important. We know that we grow more than collards. And we know that you can eat flowers. You can grow flowers for our mental health. It's about the food, but it's about the whole being. Mm -hmm. I want you to promise me, A, that we're going to stay in touch, but B, that you're going to keep sounding the alarm because we need to know. Yes. I absolutely promise, you know, to continue to tell the stories of Black women who are erased from history, whose stories were untold, who are not recognized for their work today. Black Black women, we need you, we salute you, and we honor you. So thank you so much as well for taking the time to talk to me and, you know, for us connecting as well. We will stay in touch, I guarantee Okay. And as soon as April finishes her book, she's going to be on the podcast, but we're letting her finish that book because it is so important. Yes. All righty. Don't forget to follow at Asha Science Kid on Instagram. Isn't she delightful? Thank you, Ash, for being my guest. Thank you to your parents for raising such a wonderful, solid young woman. Thank you, Fellowship Church and Carla Mitchell for planting that seed in this young woman. She's growing with it. And I know that we will all be rooting for her from the side of the garden bed. We don't want to compact the soil, so to speak. I want to share an excerpt of a poem from Sterling Brown. He wrote this poem for Anne Spencer. It's entitled, To a Certain Lady in Her Garden. Lady, my lady, come from out the garden. Clay-fingered, dirty-smocked, and in my time. I too shall learn the quietness of Arden, knowledge so long a stranger to my rhyme. What were more fitting than your springtime task? Here, close and girdled by your vines and flowers, surely there is no other grace to ask No better cloister from the bickering hours. A step beyond the dingy streets begin. With all their farce and silly tragedy. But here, unmindful of the futile din, you grow your flowers far wiser, certainly. You and your garden some the same to me, a sense of strange and momentary pleasure and beauty snatched, oh, fragmentarily. Perhaps yet who can boast of other seizure? I love Ann Spencer and for someone to write a poem for her speaks volumes. I ask that you continue to follow me. My website, 
cottageinthecourt.com, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court, Facebook, Cottage in the Court. And I hope if you are a new gardener, that you sign up for the Great Grow Along. The link will be in the notes. Hopefully, I'll see you there. Have a great week. I hope that we've inspired you to get your garden on.